Hello, everybody. Write or Die show. I am your host, Randy Lee Boslock. On today's show, we have a very eclectic author who has written a few various genres, and something he's got in the works is I'm excited to read, but it's a big secret. We're not telling you yet, but we're going to have him back on the show as that book gets closer to it. So with no further ado, I would love to welcome on James Rickard. Welcome. So welcome, Jim, to the show. I'm super excited to have you here. We're going to jump right in and start with an easy question of tell us about yourself. Okay, um, well, I'm, I'm a uh, writer from West Virginia. Um, I've done uh, five uh, novellas and a couple of short stories on Amazon. But I've also been diagnosed as uh, being uh, depressed and anxiety. So that's why I'm here. Excellent. I'm so glad that you're just jumping right to the topic at hand. Let's, let's get into it. Okay. When, when were you diagnosed? Um, it was a while back. It was about five or I, I, it may be longer. But I'm going to say it was five or six years ago. Um, I had a really long bout of flu, which deep down, I think predates COVID. I don't know, because like I said, it lasted about six months. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I just kept going to the doctor, going to the doctor, and I kept telling him more and more. And uh, he said, hey, man, you're really depressed. So he gave me some medication for that. And eventually he um, said, you know, I've done as much as I can do, and I don't want to over-medicate you. So okay. why don't you start seeing the therapist? Okay. So you're going through this flu, or what you yeah. think is a flu. And eventually the doctor's just yeah, like, yeah, well, I thought, you yeah, know what, exactly. maybe it's not the flu, maybe it's something else. Interesting. True. It's so interesting how our body, it puts whatever's mentally going on into that physical world. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So then did you start in therapy? Yes. Um, I spent two, I, I, therapy did me a world of good to Okay, I'm, I want to make that crystal clear. I was there for two and a half years. Now, uh, somebody said, will say, wow, two and a half years to me, and that guy must have been really nuts. But uh, we did a, you know, it was almost like an interview. It was very far-ranging. So we, we had some great conversations, and little by little, it really helped me. It's like, see, uh, I started going for depression, and somewhere along the way, we stumbled upon to anxiety also. So that was almost like starting over. That's one reason it took two and a half years. Yeah. But uh, it really worked out well for me. And uh, now I haven't been going to uh, therapy I'm uh, not real long, um, for about a year now. Okay. But you've always had the option of going back if you need it, right? Right. You can go back. Uh, now, I I'm not full of myself, though, because, see, I've made that mistake before. Um, uh, several years ago, I was in therapy for a little, just a little while, a few months, um, and I thought I was okay. This is, I think there's one reason I was in therapy so long the second time. I thought it was okay, so I, you know, I said to my therapist, "Okay, see you, bye." And um, well, you know, the rest. Yeah. Of the yeah, yeah. I did the same thing, but with my medication, I was like, "Oh, I'm better. I don't need it anymore." <laughs> um, exactly. yeah, not a good idea. Yes. Awesome. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I thought for a while about getting out of therapy. 
but uh, I was kind of afraid to bring it up, afraid I may relapse or something, after, especially after I threw up the first, you know, the first time. And so I never said anything. And then luckily, uh, my therapist brought it up one day. It was it was easier to broach the subject, you know. Um, um, I can't remember exactly my at this time my memory was like all over the place, you know. It's, yeah. And but I think I think I was seeing her every week, but I'm not sure. And then we kept cutting it down to uh, like once every couple of weeks, and then for a long time we just did once a month. Yeah. And that worked really well. And uh, the thing of it is, uh, I had a great therapist. Like I said, we, we had some far-reaching conversations. Uh, some days we would go in there and really work on stuff. And other days, it was just two friends hanging out. Maybe we talk about something we saw on TV or movies or yeah. something, like that, you know. But it, it was great. Yeah, but um, – uh, and uh, – we, uh, she even uh, got transferred to various locations and whatnot. So I would go uh, around, you know, wherever she was, that's where I went. And yes. what, was, what was really strange is when uh, she got transferred, it was like 40 miles away from here. It was like in the wow. mountains. Yeah. I said this, and I live in West Virginia. So it was all, you know, turn. Oh, wow. All that kind of, only 40 miles, but it took like forever to get there, you know? But uh, she must have been I, good then. She was real good, yeah. And that's luckily that was at the time when I was still doing the the, the one month thing. And, okay, not so bad. Right, it's not so bad then, yeah. I said, yeah, it's kind of worth it. Uh, you know, I said, hey, you know, we got a good relationship. It's going well. And she said, well, you know, you could just see somebody else in the office near you. But I. I thought to myself, nah, I don't want to start over with somebody new because she knows my ins and outs, my weirdness, and, and she's exactly bad. I mean, you know, the thing of it is, is, like, I see, I've always been really good at hiding my problems, and so I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, you know, make it like a, you know, blow off to a, you know, I know how to play the game, I know how to be yes. nice, you know. Yeah. And, also, it's like it may be on a day where I say my buyer lists are up. So I may be walking in there and really hitting on all cylinders, you know, mm -hmm. and, really say, and this, you know, and my the, the new therapist says, hey, there's nothing wrong with this guy. But yes. there are other maybe like the next day. It's like I go to pieces or something, you yeah. know, it's like uh, um, I I still have this problem where I don't sleep well at night. And so, um, you know, I talked about that with my 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 therapist a, a lot, and even though she's not asleep there, she helped me with that a lot too. Good. So, like I said, it's like that's why I was there two and a half years. We talked about so much stuff. Well, there's and, a lot in life, right? Exactly. And and so, uh, you know, I, I kept going in and going in, seeing her. All right. So I'm glad that therapy was such a good experience. I had a great experience with my therapist as well. And we did the same thing. I was meeting every week and then it was like a couple of weeks or once a month. And now it's been a while, but I know that if I ever need to, I'm like, up that phone, give her a call. Um, did you experience any stigma around yeah, your mental health? Right, um, yes. Um, I, well, sort of, I, I said yes. Let me just say sort of. Um, I live in a very small, down and uh people aren't often real uh 
up to date world, something like that. And like, you know, people, it's like, if the word gets out, it's like you've got mental problems. They think you're some kind of an animal or something, you know. They say, oh man, stay away from this guy. You, next thing you know, he'll be walking down the street naked or something like that. Um, oh, so what I do basically is um, uh, play it safe. Don't open up too much. Uh, you, and the only people that know about my uh, experiences in, in therapy, depression, whatnot like that are people that are safe to talk to. And now the whole world because you're talking to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. So what got you to the point then that you were like, you know what, I'm going to talk about it because now you are, you're talking about it in this post on YouTube. And exactly. Well, uh, the way I look at it, it's like, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm full of myself or anything like that, but you know what, if we help one person, that's cool. I've done my job, you know, yes. but on top of it, also, I'm, one thing I've done to try to help myself is is uh, I've watched a lot of uh, YouTubes, and okay. I found out there are a lot of celebrities and whatnot who have some kind of mental problems, uh, especially with guys' depression. Uh, for instance, um, see uh, the guy who uh, let's see who played Barry Krepke on. Uh, on a big bang theory. Okay, you know, the yeah. guy that had the speech impediment. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's one of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, he had a, a, a real long talk. I guess it's still on YouTube. I don't know. Talking about yeah. depression. Uh, the worst thing, as far as I'm concerned, about hidden uh, depression is um, the Robin Williams story right there. Oh I mean, he, so he, he was a guy totally off the wall ended up committing suicide so sad uh, it, it's really sad though when you consider um over the years how many um celebrities have committed suicide because all we see is the uh the out uh, their outer uh, persona what they present to us and they don't like uh like robin williams the guy on glee uh oh gosh i don't know i just you know just come off the top of my head yeah, a, a lot yeah. of them it's very very sad and actually um something that i learned when i was working in social services a few years ago i say a few but now it's got to be almost five. Oh my goodness uh, time flies I'm eh? five. oh my goodness so i i was able to go to one of these trainings it's an assist training so for us I can't remember exactly what assist stands for. Applied suicide something intervention strategy, something like that. It's an acronym. Anyways, it was teaching us as frontline workers how to help somebody who was thinking about suicide. And one of the things that they taught us was that we don't say commit suicide anymore because the word commit, uh, I can't remember how they explained it exactly. They explained it better than I'm going to explain it right now. But the word Commit, yes, it means that it's something that they want to do and they want to accomplish, whereas it, suicide is more of wanting to escape from something that seems unending. And I mean, I've had suicidal ideation and I don't know, have you? You know what? No, I have. I was lucky in that respect. But, you know, so many times uh, when I first started grappling with this and I would talk to doctors or my, or, or my therapist, any, anybody like that, they would all, all the time, the very first thing they would say, do you have any suicidal thoughts? 
Yes. And yeah. so I never got that bad. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Because it's an awful feeling. And again, it's not, it, it's something that you just you want to escape from the problem, not the problem, yes. but escape from the, the lack of feeling. For me, it's a lack of feeling. And so what they taught us yeah, in this training, yeah, what they taught us in this training was instead to say die by suicide, which is, I thought at the time I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But the really? more that I thought about it, the more that I've kind of learned from other people, I'm like, that's an interesting way to say it. I've always, you know, my whole life grown up, it's, oh, they committed. But that word, like you said, has some bad connotations with it. So that's, that's what I learned a few years ago. Right. So I kind of, sometimes I mess up and I'll say commit because I mean, like I said, I grew up my whole life. That's what they said. But I try really hard now to say die by. Exactly. But I, I really like that. Just so your, your viewers aren't uh, saying, yeah. what's this guy doing? I took the notes there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I died suicide. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And if, if you're not told, you're never going to know, right? Yes, exactly. So interesting. Well, I'm so glad that you didn't have that experience with the suicidal ideation because it's a really hard one to grapple with. No, being a writer, I will say this. I never felt like committing suicide. But let me tell you something. I could if I wanted to. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, you know, dear. it's like you've dealt with characters down through the ages and whatnot. So you say, oh. So what coping skills have you found that really work for you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, there are a few that I, I recommend. Uh, it's like, uh, first of all, uh, we, we almost touched on this earlier um you, we were talking about stigma part uh, that you need to something you need to do is is re remove yourself from the stigma now through that uh what you need to do i think is kind of uh uh, uh cut back on your your circle of acquaintance uh you know it's like find out who you can really talk to who you can get rid of those Poison people, basically, is what yes. it is. Uh, you know, the people think you're going to go down the street naked or whatever, you know. You don't want to mess with people like that. No. Uh, another thing that really, this is really stupid, but you're you'll be surprised with how much it works, especially if you're just early on in therapy or, or learning how to cope, is uh, making that list, man. Uh, you know, take a sheet of paper, you know, divide it in half, you know good side, bad side, pro and cons, whatever like that, and work out what's good and what's bad. Mm -hmm. And then you can be also, it will, it may surprise you because you, you may find out that uh, something you're working on really doesn't, there's not that many pros to it. There's a lot of cons. So you can kind of eliminate that. Yes. Taking and some also, of the stuff away, some of the overburdened, that, get out. Now there, there's a third thing that uh, that works for me, and we uh, again we kind of touched on that. I I used to, I still do, but I used to used to because it's all I had to, time for was uh, uh, watching a lot of YouTubes. Um, mm -hmm. Now there there are good YouTubes, there are bad YouTubes. Yes. Um, find you know, look about what the people are doing. Uh, I'd rather hear that 
somebody with uh, some letters after their name or somebody's got some uh, some credibility rather yes. than just hearing somebody's soap opera story. Is there any Those that my, you really yeah, like? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I've, I've got this uh, person's book and I've subscribed to her channel. I really like a therapist by the name of Katie Morton. She came out with a book a couple of years ago and, and she's, I, I, I first discovered her before anybody else really on YouTube. Her topics are so far ranging. Um, one day, I mean, what really sucked me in was uh, when she had a, a discussion about depression. Okay, and I was there, man. But and then the next week, like I said, it's far ranging. The next week, it may be something about uh, uh, this is what I didn't watch, but she she covered this also was about uh, self hurt, cutting yourself. I said, oh. mm, I don't think I need to hear about this. But uh, you know, I mean, she really talks about so much stuff. But she is a therapist, and uh, I don't think she does it right now. But when she, when I started tuning into her channel, she was doing three things. She she had her her own practice, so she hung out a shingle. She was also working at a hospital, and I don't know how when she had time for YouTube. Uh, she was, she kept, like I said, she had her own own practice. She's working at a hospital, and I believe she's also teaching. Also, I mean, it's three things right there, wow. and she was still putting up two YouTube videos a week. I mean, how can somebody do that? When does she sleep? Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> do you also like podcasts? Because if you like podcasts, I was listening to one. It's called The Savvy Psychologist. Fabulous. Uh huh. Yeah, okay, really, cool. Yeah, I heard that one, I think about last year, last year, maybe a year and a half ago. And it's just nice, quick. Usually they're about 10 minutes long. So it's great while I'm just out quick, walk the dog, save them to go to the bathroom. And again, it's yeah. wide reaching topics like um, this other person, Kay Morton, right? wide reaching topics. Uh, well, you know, that, that's good. You're saying that about the, about, a, a, you know, she only talks for 10 minutes or something like that, because I still struggle um, with, uh, I, I used to really love to read, okay, but I don't read as much as I used to because it's like sometimes um, the, uh, the sentence structure is too complex. And so, like, I will end up, I'll get to the end of a sentence or a paragraph. I said, what the heck did I just read? And I got to go back and break it down a little bit, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I didn't know until, until I said, wait a minute here. And that's the way I, I've started writing in very short sentences, you know? Yeah. And, you know, try to stay away from the complex sentences. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I, you know, I still, I still do it do, 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 like that, you know, but I, I, I mix it up. So there's, you know, a little bit uh, of easier flow right there than you read. Good. Oh my gosh. How I got, yeah. Yeah. Cause usually when I'm picking up a book to read, I really, I want something that's easy that I don't have to think too much about because I'm trying to relax. Exactly. Yes. Well. You know, you, you're not. You may not be old enough to remember this, but uh, I, I think it was back in the '80s. There was a movie called um, uh, Oh Shoot, um, 
what was it? Um, a bunch of friends got together for a guy's funeral. Anyway, and one guy was a writer for um, for People Magazine, and he said it's important not to write anything that's too long for somebody to write. <laughs> kind of goes along with what we're talking about. Yep, exactly. That's that's funny. I know. I definitely wouldn't remember. I was a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What would you tell the people watching or listening? What would you tell them? What kind of thought would you want to leave them with if they're struggling as well? You know, it will get better. Um, but but what you got to do, I mean, you know, if, if you're in therapy and the therapist says, I want you to work on this uh, during the between now and the next session, do it. Because uh, what was aside from the fact that uh, you know it, it helped me, that was the biggest gripe my therapist had. It amazed her the way I would do. I tell people to do so many things and they don't do them. That's why they don't get well. Yes. Yeah, that's a but really good gotta, point. You got to work on yourself. Uh, you know, do what they say, uh, and and take a few minutes out every day. I mean, even if it's only five or ten minutes, and and just assess what's going on, what you can eliminate, you know, and don't dwell on things too much. You know, I I said I had depression, anxiety. It's like if I'm not careful, um, you know, like I will get myself all worked up. I'm sleepy when I lay down and don't go to sleep. Oh, yes, uh, me too. You know, the I, I do the thing where like you know I take two or three deep breaths, I hold it for a couple couple counts and then I exhale do it really slow and you know like that old thing about the uh, feeling your feet and your knees and mm -hmm. you know, up, up your body but hey I got to do that I mean yeah. like last night I had a, I said oh man I'm gonna be up all night if I don't take care of this right now I knew it was happening um and so um Oh, I, another thing I do is I use a, a background noise I have a, a sound okay. machine so I turn that yeah, my kid, and he I, sleeps with headphones on, like music right in his ears. I, yeah, I do all the weird stuff. It's like aromatherapy, uh, the noise therapy. And it's like, you know, yep. that's some a little people bit it out works. there. It works it, for some it, people. It works. I like total like, silence, uh, you know, with total the, darkness. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I another thing I do that works just for me I'm not saying this is going to work for you because it's a worse thing but I have got to watch TV or a movie or stream a movie on the computer before I go to bed it's like it makes me soft or say you know the, the blue light will keep you awake and all that kind of stuff I've got to do it I used to drive my therapist crazy until she realized that I had to do it it worked for me yeah and that's just a just because the majority of people shouldn't do it doesn't mean that it doesn't work for some people. All right. So I love all of your tips and your pointers and your openness. That's fantastic. Uh, but what we haven't told everybody who's listening is what you've written. So what have you written? Oh, okay. Um, I started out in Westerns and I've, I've, it's kind of, even. I started out, uh, my, my first book was called Grandpa War Six Gone. Um, I still like the story. It still sells. Um, 
it's it was a story about a, a kid who uh, uh, takes let's see it takes place in 1885. Uh, he leaves an abusive relationship on the farm, takes off, you know, and ventures into the big city. It's it's kind of like a, a Hawk Finn story, basically. You know, okay. going out, you know, going to the adventure, and um, he, he uh, gets a job working in a bordello. Uh, you know, so that gives me a, you know, I always put a little bit of humor in there, you know, stuff to, yeah. you know, kind of make make it small. So he does that, and uh, then he gets tied up with a, an outlaw, and then he becomes a deputy sheriff, gets oh. back in with the outlaws. So you know, it it, it sounds like it's really a convoluted story. It's uh, it's written really tight, like I said, that style where it's like it's really short sentences and all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. really just a novella, basically. Okay. Um, it's like 130 pages. Oh, nice short. I like it. But uh, it it was a lot of. Fun. And then later on, um, I I've stuck with that character Charlie Hobbs in a series. Um, I wrote a, another book called Treasure of the of the Ant People. Um. And that's when it started getting a little weird. Um, it's it's later in his life, and um, he's buddied up with a guy uh, 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 named Joby, and they, it's still late west and stuff, late late eighteen hundreds, you know, eighteen nineties sometimes. Okay. And what they want to do is uh, go to Mexico and try and find Pancho Villa's treasure, oh. uh, hence the title "Treasure and People." Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but what there is, it gets really weird because what they do, they find an underground civilization of ant people. Interesting. And, All right. And then, and then um, I did another one called Once Upon a Time with Grandpa. That, and that's been a fairly popular book also, but it's one I totally wrote for myself because I I wrote it right after I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I okay. found out there's a lot of movies and books out there with Once Upon Something. I mean, yes. you got like, yeah, Once Upon a Time in the West. Uh, and um, there's even a movie called Once Upon a Time in Vietnam. I don't know oh. if it's a war movie or what. I haven't seen that one. But there's a lot of them out there so it's really uh you know it, it's it's a crazy story where uh um the uh i, I write these all standalones and put like one little twist in there to remind people of the old story you know kind of like what james, nice. james bond movies do yeah, yeah i like that and so what it is joby has joby is like a big they're both dreamers but joby is like crazy dreamer and so what he's done he sells their store to a magazine and then they you know well that you know that, so that goes for a while like that and the, to investigate a story butch cassie really die in south america because there was a guy later on who claimed to be butch cassidy oh really and so there's yeah, so there's always this mystery, and you know, it can't get any definitive uh, DNA, uh, you know, yeah. samples or anything like that. So even to this, there are people that say Butch Casey did not die, and Ooh. then but, but it gets even better because 
there is a woman, um, and you never know in my book who's a real person and, and who's a made-up person. And but he had a sister, a younger sister. There's 18 years between them, and wow. I don't even want to go there. Okay, <laughs> yeah, wow's right. But uh, it's like uh, the, the reports have said that he went back and met his younger sister after the alleged shootout in Bolivia. I don't know. Oh, so hmm. anyway, I said, oh, it's really so what I did, though, is blend this story. And then I, I put some others in there, too. I put like white up in there. John, okay. all the same story. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. see, this story was in 19, um, 1927. Jim was just getting started out. He was still a young, a young buck, you know, basically working as a stuntman or mm -hmm. just a gaffer at the movie studios. But he's making his, uh, a lot of lessons and basing characters on Wyatt Earp. And Wyatt Earp okay. didn't die until 1929. Oh, okay. Uh, see, see, that's my, my weapon burden is kicking in right now. And so <laughs> I said, let's put them all together. And how can I do that, though? I said, oh, okay, there's going to be a party. Okay, and they go to John Ford's house. For the party, right, John right. Ford was a director. Early movies I'm doing in the movie, it, or in the book rather, is uh, in you know talking about they they went to a movie and it's 1927, right before talkies, sort yes. of you know before they start talking, but before they hit really big of talkies. Yeah, yeah. And so what they they would do is, is at that in that time period is make a silent version. And a talking version also, you know, oh. and that was weird. And, and uh, you know, I'm, and then also I'm saying like, uh, well, you know, I'm glad I know how to read because, you know, you have all the subtitles down there and stuff, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know, but then they get, get carried away at the uh, party by, uh, you know, seeing, uh, seeing, uh, you know, white herb across the, 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 the floor there. So they got to go talk to him a little bit too. And then the, uh, the, uh, uh now I did a, uh, a collection of stor short stories also, which is kind of cool, you know, kind of yep. something to do with stories. I didn't, you know, what, what am I going to do with them? You know, put, yeah. So I put them all together and caught the, uh, Old West, West, and the Weird West, because oh, cool. those are three topics that I really. When 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 the Old West is just that you got the horses and six guns, okay? You know, yeah. it could be you know, whatever you know. Then you get the New West. I really like this genre. It's like a a, a lot of Western purists don't, but I do, because yeah. um, it may be. Um, you know, pick up guys in a pickup truck, you know, with a, a, uh, a Winchester in the, in the, in the back window. Um, uh, uh, let's see, uh, for instance, no country for old men is basically a neo-Western. Okay. And, and when you think of that, you say, oh, where he's coming from. And, and so, um, like I put a story in there, um, uh, it's it's more of a has more of a rural feel to it, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it's about uh, some 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 guys, you know, that are playing games and stuff. And there's a bank robber and he's hiding out near there and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, I wrote a fourth story called uh, called uh, the Windmill Portal, a real neat little story, totally science fiction. Again, Obi, uh, and this time um, they go a see. 
Oh, okay. It, it's kind of, you know, in other, the other stories, they've, something has happened, a little bit of conflict, and so they've, they've kind of split up. And, uh, but, and, and, uh, in another story, uh, Trey has been reunited with an old flame from long ago. As it turns out, uh, she had a baby by him. And, oh. And, yeah. So it gets a little, a little, a little soapy, too. A little something for everybody in there. <laughs> Uh, you know, and um, and so he he meets the gets to meet the son um, and, uh, and that kind of thing, uh, and he goes on his honeymoon, and they see a strange craft in the air and all this kind of stuff, you know. Ooh. And so like basically a flying saucer. Okay, but then the mag they go for the uh, the magazine they get sent back to Aurora, Texas, which was actually the scene of the first alien encounter, allegedly. Uh, but uh, a, uh, they, the idea was that a flying craft from another planet crashed into a windmill there, hence the title Windmill Portal. But it gets better because the, the, uh, the there's a portal there that allows the space space travel, you know, like a, a portal is like when you take a sheet of paper, it's like from, raise this up a little bit, like, you got to go all this distance, okay? If you get a portal, which is basically a hallway, all you got to do to get those two points is go through here. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Very so cool. I, yeah, that's, that's one theory they have about, you know, instead of traveling thousands of miles through space, that's how the flying saucers get here. So you've written quite a few different things, which is yeah, very exactly. fun. Where can people find all Yeah, I, I used to say I'm a Western writer. And yeah, yeah. Do it all. Yes. So where where do people find them? Oh gosh. Okay. The easiest way to do that, I think, would be um, to just Google my name and I'm not. No, I'm sorry, not Google it, but uh, uh, pull up Amazon and put my name in the space bar because uh, I've, I've got a page on Amazon. It's got all of my books. And, uh, okay. You okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My cord just moves. <laughs> there we go. Oh. All right, so yeah. they, they jump on Amazon, they put James Rickard in the search bar. Yeah, Perfect. and, and my books come off then. Wonderful. And Rickard is spelled R-I-C-K-A-R-D. Very good. Yes, a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> it's not that I remembered. I was reading it off the screen. <laughs> Whatever. For, for those of you who are listening through the podcast, you wouldn't be able to see that, so very important to have it spelled out for you. Oh man, I, you know what I was going to do? I was going to get one of those, uh, a little thing, you know, a little board with my name on it to, and, and put it up, you know, like like they do like on the talk shows and stuff, you know? So yeah, you get I know. a creeper at the bottom. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how to add those in and one day down the road, I'll have time to figure that out. But you're one of the first episodes, so you don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the joy of being one of the first. You know what? It'll work out okay because, you know, I, I told you about uh, I had a, a two and a half year relationship with my therapist. I was one of her first patients. So oh, we wow. kind, of, okay. kind of grew together, you know. And yeah. worked awesome. Both of us. Great. And where can people follow you? Are you on Facebook or Instagram? Any of that stuff? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I. I do it all, man. It's like uh, I'm on. I have now talking about having things written down. I had to write it down so I wouldn't forget. Um, Good. Facebook, 
Twitter, of course. I mean, that's pretty darn easy. Instagram, okay. Goodreads, uh, Pinterest, uh, and uh, there's another one called All Author that I've started uh, lately. And I, I think that's working out really well. And there's another one called Quirky, Q-W-E-R-T-Y. Okay. And I'm on there also. Awesome. I'm, and... I'm out there. You can hit me, hit me, uh, hit me up uh, uh, with my uh, my email is James Rickard Writes at gmail.com. It's easy to easy to find me if you want to. Excellent. And I will put all of these links down in the description below so that you can follow James because it's super duper important to show support to our guests and to authors all over the place. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate all of the various insights that you have shared with everyone. Well, thank you very much. Like I said, if we can help only one person, hey, I'm a happy camper today. Thank you so much for sharing. You had so many awesome insights. And I'm so glad that you paired a therapist that worked really well. Sometimes it can be hard. And you know what? Don't give up. If you meet one therapist and at first you're like, mm, this is not working, find another one. All right. It's just like having a doctor, a second opinion, right? third opinion, fourth opinion, however many times it takes, just keep trying and keep talking. Because of course, we all know that the only way to end the stigma of mental health is to talk openly and honestly. So remember to hit that like and subscribe button. Check out the description down below because all the links to follow along with James Rickard are down below. And if you want to check out any of his books, they are available on Amazon.